Hello again. You are listening to another episode of Talking About the Passion. I'm Thomas Irwin. This is a podcast where I interview different independent musicians and showcase their music. As for myself, I'm a singer-songwriter and producer who goes by Niagara Moon. You can look up more about my own music at niagaramoonmusic.com. For episode number 14, we have Edgar Sandoval Jr. Edgar is a pop EDM singer, songwriter, model, and actor, originally from Cincinnati and now based in Kirkland, Washington. Before he moved to the area to attend Northwest University, Edgar took a gap year after high school to live in Los Angeles. During that time, he met with music labels, got on casting calls, did modeling work, and explored the entertainment industry at large. Now he's dedicated to taking over the pop scene with two new singles he's just recently put out. You're going to hear both of those today. The first is his song, Muse.
I've never done a podcast before. Wow, this is your first this time. Is, this is really exciting. Do you listen to podcasts much? Or I listen to like some like comedy podcasts. You yeah. know, not much like informational. The what, only pod- what comedy podcast do you listen to? There's this guy named Cody Ko. Oh, um, I know him. He he just started doing podcasts. Has kind of a small following. He's from Venice, California, and he's just hilarious. Him and uh, and I listen to. I've only heard probably three in my entire life, two from him, and then another one, which is a podcast about Walt Disney. Walt Disney. <laughs> and that was it. Huh. Yeah. I'm always amazed by podcasts that can have such specific subject matter, but they can keep making episode after know, episode. Right? They find like new ways to explore the topic. It's so interesting. But um, yeah, not much, I haven't listened to that many podcasts in my, in my life, but I'm excited to, to do this one. This is, really, this is really cool. Well, thanks for coming over today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I guess I often started off this way, but I ask people, uh, where are you from? I was actually born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. And uh, lived there for a majority of my life. And then when I was about seven or eight, I was then back and forth between Miami and Cincinnati. My dad's job always had us moving. Hmm. And um, beautiful down there. I'm totally a beach guy. I love the beach. I the Seattle. Big difference between there and Cincinnati. <sighs> oh my goodness. I know, right? And so, yeah, back and forth between Miami and, and Cincinnati, and then went back to Cincinnati, did my kind of my teenage years there, my high school, was homeschooled a little bit, went to a Christian private school, just kind of went to, went to a bunch of different schools, never really had, right. a solid, uh, had a solid base, but finished my teenage years there, and then I took a gap year after that. Before moved, college. Before college, correct. Um, so graduated high school, super fun, took a gap year, moved to California, to pursue some music endeavors, and then now I'm here. That was that was in 2015 uh, to the beginning of 2016, and then and now I'm in Seattle, and I'm loving <laughs> it. I'm absolutely loving it up here. Ah, so you've been all over the place. I have, yeah. Probably the most interesting place I've been to, though, because I, I've done a lot of traveling, and in the past has probably been Geneva, Switzerland. How'd you end up there? Dude, like, we had a... Man, my family just moved around a lot. So we were in Europe for about three months. Okay. And we were everywhere in Europe, from Geneva, Florence, like Paris, um, Rome. That was that was an awesome time. I was kind of young. I was like 16 when that happened. But I definitely would go back to Geneva or London. was in London also. That was beautiful. Love that area. And how did you end up in Seattle in particular? How, how long have you been here now? I've been here for about two years, two years now two years here in Seattle and I ended up here basically because my dad got a job yeah just switched up from Seattle or I mean sorry from Cincinnati all the way up here and uh yeah changed up things and now the whole family's up here I'm doing college up here and it's it's going well nice yeah so you kind of came here with your family Mm -hmm. more or less and Mm -hmm. uh which college do you go to Northwest University so it's over in Kirkland it's a small school but um it's got my major music in- industry business that I'm doing, and, and that's super fun. I'm loving I'm loving school over there. Does that university pride themselves on that program? Like, is it uh, particularly effective? It is. They 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 kind of pride themselves on their on their whole music program. Uh, they have something very uh, unique over there. Their studio is called Creatio Studios, hmm. and the teachers and the professors have been working in their field for years. Like. Um, Steve Smith, he's the he's the manager of Creatio Studios, and he has worked with names like Stevie Wonder in the past. 
and no big deal. I know, no big deal. Not not a huge deal, but he's done a lot, very experienced and it's cool. I get to kind of work under his wing as well and he kind of teaches me the ropes on on audio engineering and things like that. My main strength and my main focus is singing and songwriting. That's my main thing. So the engineering aspect, I'm kind of getting better at it and understanding the music business as a whole right, right. now. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Seattle's a pretty good town for music. It is. All things said and done. It is. It really is. Coming from Los Angeles, you know, to Seattle has been a big switch, but there is a music scene here. It may not be as prominent as LA. It's tough competition. It very much is, and I think there's a big window of opportunity for artists to to really be successful and hone in kind of uh, the Seattle music atmosphere and, and maximize their opportunity to be successful here. It's a beautiful city, number one. Haven't been here very long, but I'm loving every second of it, and... Um, you know, who knows? Who knows if, if after I graduate, I head back to L.A. Or, or, or things get going here in Seattle. But I'm really yeah. just taking it one step at a time, being, being an independent artist. You know, it's kind of tough. Good. How did you first get into music and singing? Like, uh, were you musically active as a kid? Not at all. Not at all? Not at all. I was the soccer kid growing up. Okay. My dad and I, like, we would play soccer in the backyard every day. We have hundreds of home videos of me playing soccer. That was my main thing. I, I wanted to be a professional soccer player. That was, that was like, the vision for my life. Until every, the classic story of an injury, of course. It happens mm. to everybody. Everyone gets hurt. And mine was pretty substantial. Um, hurt my ankle. And so I was out for a while. And then I started to lose interest in soccer. Mm. And then I started to play drums, and I was loving the drums. Moved to guitar, piano. Then I started singing. I don't even know how I started singing. I just started humming, and I was like, huh, let me, let me just try this out a little bit. And um, started posting covers, started um, recording myself singing, performing at either my church or local venues or coffee shops, things like that. And, you know, people kind of caught on. They were like, okay, like, kid, you're, you're all right. Um, nice. And so then I started to take it a little more seriously, and here we are. So you play all kinds of instruments then? I do. Well, here's the thing. Okay, I'm not perfect at every instrument, but I do dabble with, with each instrument, except like nothing crazy like the trombone or like clarinet or the flute. Not... Something obscure. Yeah. <laughs> but like drums, guitar, piano, kind of the generic instruments that, you know, I'm, I'm all right at those. Do you come from a musical family at all, or are you the first to, to get into this sort of thing? I do. My dad, he is a very musical guy. When he was 18, he I, he has a book of like 20 songs that he wrote when he was 18. Oh. And, uh, you know, very musical family. Like every Christmas vacation, we go down to see the family. They're always singing in Spanish because my dad's originally from Venezuela. Oh. And, and my mom's from Puerto Rico. And so yeah. I have very, uh, you know, Latin roots. It gets annoying sometimes, like especially when it's Christmas time, and I just want to relax. And the family's been singing for eight hours straight, like playing the bongos. They go or hardcore. Huh? They go so hard. <laughs> but no, very musical background. Um, you know, my dad, he's he's just growing up. You know, he'd always be in his room playing his guitar, singing, whether it's to my mom or just maybe he's working on a song, or. He's practicing for uh, his worship group because he, he used to lead a, a Hispanic men's worship worship uh, team back in Cincinnati. So yeah, very musical home, very musical home. So you got into drums and then guitar and then piano, like you said, this was like when you were a teenager? Yeah, teenager, 15, 16. And um, that evolved into writing your own songs? Exactly. When I started playing guitar, which is about the third or second instrument, I don't really remember. That's when I kind of started songwriting. And that was when I started experimenting with singing. 
because, you know, drums, I'm just sitting back there playing the beat, whether it's for right. my church or for just pretending to be in a band with my friends or things like that or playing rock band or whatever it is. You know, when I, when I play guitar, I started writing songs. And I wrote my first song ever called Move On. And honestly, it's the cheesiest song <laughs> you'll ever hear. The lyrics and just the structure, not, I mean, I look back on it and say, okay, these are the origins, you know? Everyone has a beginning stage that's a little cringeworthy. Okay, if it's if it's not, then you must be like Jesus or something because you're amazing. Yeah, I think music. everyone's first song is not something they want to revisit <laughs> right. down the line. I mean, my parents tell me it's a good song, but it's probably because they're my parents and they're kind of biased, but... <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But yeah, then I started songwriting and just really honing in my craft because I really think in songwriting, you can tell a story. And if not tell a story, portray a feeling. Or if not portray a feeling, convey an image to someone, almost like watching a movie. Or it's just a, it's an element of feeling that, that, people, um, that people can react to. And so that's what I'm trying to do with my music. My, my main genre is pop, R&B. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've been kind of doing that for a couple of years and just trying to get better day by day. Totally. Um, who are some of your favorite artists? Like, who would you consider to be among your biggest influences? That is like, I love that question because I love talking about other people and other people that are better than me. Like, I love it. So my favorite artist right now is John Bellion. Not sure if you've heard of him. He's kind of a, he's kind of a low key kind of guy. Um, hasn't gone super mainstream, mm-hmm. but he writes, produces all of his work. He is a, honestly, like, I just think he's one of the most creative people in the music industry right now. Heard his album, The Definition, uh, which was for free on Spotify. And he just released an album called The Human Condition. But his album, The Definition, really, when I heard it, just through headphones, just kind of in my own world, I just resonated with it. And every word in in his music and every element of sound in his music just portrays something beautiful. And I just kind of... I get my inspiration from him. So that's your guy. He's my guy, honestly. So talented. As well as 21 Pilots. I love 21 Pilots. Oh, uh, yeah. Love. They've been pretty big recently. They have. They have been really big. And uh, probably Chance the Rapper is another inspiration, just kind of being able to do it all independently. Yeah. Um, and he's still so young. I know. That's that's what's inspiring. That's honestly what ins- what, what inspires me every day because I feel like at, at 21, so I'm 21 right now, almost 22 in a couple weeks, like... I want to get stuff done, and I feel like I'm very impatient. I'm, I, I'm the most impatient person, but just seeing these guys be be so young and so and so successful is just what drives me every day. And uh, as well as the ability to be able to make a difference in other people's lives, um, whether it's through my my story or things that I've gone through, feelings that I felt, and I don't know. I just like to inspire kind of my demographic and the people that listen to my music. And those three artists are are artists that I definitely look up to when it comes to that. Cool. So you got this batch of singles about to come out, right. um, Muse and No Matter Where We Are mm-hmm. among them, um, but that's not your first release? No, that is not. When did you begin uh, recording your own music? I started recording in my room at 18. Wasn't really doing my own stuff, just covers, but I started recording my, my own music, um, yeah, kind of around, yeah, I would say around 18, uh, just kind of learning how to edit and... Um, all my music, though, I did put it out on iTunes and put it out on Spotify, but I ended up taking it down um, just because I don't, I, I didn't think that my, the older songs that I did really reflected where I am right now. Right. It doesn't really represent your style anymore. Yeah, because it takes time to kind of find your niche, find totally. your brand, find who you are, what your sound is like. And so I did have music on iTunes and Spotify, I took it down, you know, sorry, uh, but 
I think it also it also is good for people to kind of see where you've come from and see your roots um, and how you've grown as as an artist. But I just kind of made that executive decision just to kind of remove it. I'm sure it's it's on SoundCloud or something like that. Right. But these next two songs, Muse and No Matter Where We Are, I really think they represent where I am now, songwriting wise, music wise, production wise. I'm really excited for No Matter Where We Are. I collaborated with a duo from the Netherlands called Bloom and Bridge. Comes out on April 6, 2017. And it really reflects where I am right now, where my songwriting is is at the moment, and my sound and my, my genre. So I, re- I really think people are going to love it. I really do. Cool. As well as Muse. Muse comes out tomorrow. Put it out on Friday. Um, what's yeah, the day so, right now? Yeah, Today? tomorrow being uh, March 24th. March 24th. Ah. I'm excited. I'm really excited. These two songs really reflect where I am. Um, they really bring out kind of the pop place that I'm in right now, Muse does, and then No Matter Where We Are really brings out more of a hard pop slash EDM mm-hmm. sort of vibe to it that I think is really, number one, popular right now, and just I just think that could be my niche. Yeah, I was going to say with those those songs, I mean, you really seem to achieve that top 40 sound. Thank you, like yeah. radio pop quality. Thank you. So you collaborated with those two guys from the Netherlands, mm-hmm. and then with Muse, are you also collaborating with like other producers, or what, what's the recording process like for you at this point? Honestly, right now, it's all about collaboration. Yeah. I just think right now it it would be a lot of work for me to number one produce everything, record everything, mix everything, master everything. And I get it. People can do that. There are some indie artists that do that. Yeah, but it's it's a lot to take on. It's a lot to take on especially when I when I'm very self-aware and I know my strengths and I know my strengths are singing and songwriting and I know that's where I need to put all my focus on. I, you know, if I if I try to dabble in too much, I'll get distracted and I won't be able to grow at what I'm really best at. Right. So just collaboration. So Muse was a collaboration as well. And yeah, excited for that one to come out. So when you record a song, what parts are you doing? And then what parts do you have uh, your collaborators take on? So what I do is I receive an instrumentation from these producers and I just write. If I like the sound of the instrumentation, uh, keys, the bass, the drums. If I like it, I'll write to it. If I don't like it, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. I'll just be like, nope, send me a new one or I'm not working on this there. Oh, so they send you like an already produced track exactly. and then you just come up with a vocal line. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Okay. And that's what happened with uh, No Matter Where We Are as well, uh, Bloom and Bridge. So it's two guys named Wooter and Knott from, from the Netherlands. That's so Dutch. So cool, right? Um, they sent me that, the, the original beat, and I wrote over it. I remember writing it actually on a plane to Florida over last Christmas, and I was just kind of humming. I was humming what I think sounded nice, uh, just through my Apple headphones. Mm-hmm. I was humming, and um, then I started put, putting lyrics to those hums, erasing, re-recording, changing out some things. This isn't catchy enough. Okay, this is good. This needs to build up more. You need to calm down here. Um, put more vocal reflection here. Just dynamics needed yeah. to be perfect. And that's what I did for No Matter Where We Are and Muse. Um, but that's that's kind of my process. All I do is just receive the instrumentations and, and I just write and songwrite. I just think those are the two things that I'm best at. And so just kind of honing those and, and trying to get better at them. Neat. So do you also have plans down the line to contribute more to the instrumentation, like the, the backing tracks, get into keyboard stuff mm-hmm. so, and guitar and all that when you... I think... Right now, being an independent artist, it's it. I'm putting more of my focus in just the singing and songwriting. Right, that's I think your main focus. It's right my now. main focus. But if I have, if I generate a team, if I have a, a manager, and I have someone who can really help me 
make it more of a collaborative process when it comes to the origins of the song, inclu- yeah. like the instrumentation, then I think, you know, then once I kind of have a bigger team, I'll have more of a luxury to be very nitpicky about the sound. Mm-hmm. But right now, I just believe in content and putting out content. Uh, Good way to go. Because, yeah, just being a being an independent artist right now, no, nobody knows about me. Like, yeah, I have a couple thousand followers on Instagram, but, you know, I'm not Justin Bieber. I'm not, you know, I'm not huge. So I just think content is key right now, just to continually put out things for people to listen to and not be picky, not be picky and uh, hone your strengths, know yourself what you're good at and just put out content because things will eventually pick up. Sounds like a good mindset. Yeah, I notice you're not falling in the trap so much of like, I got to put out an album, a full length thing and just dump it out all at once. You're being more deliberate with the, the release, the timing of your releases. I think people have a short attention span. And so, yeah, <laughs> so when it, comes, say that again. when it comes to an album, I think people don't really listen to albums anymore. I'm sure there, there's a select few that do. But or maybe they don't listen to albums unless you're a really established artist. Makes yeah, exactly, exactly. And so like Ed Sheeran or Drake just put out a new album. Like I freaking love that album, uh, More Life, really good. But just being a small indie artist right now, an indie pop artist, I'm not gonna put out a whole album. People are not gonna listen. People are just not gonna listen. Mm-hmm. They'll probably listen to the first song and then or pro- or skip to number six on the song and see if it's good. If they don't like it, you know, they kind of make a. Uh, a decision on on the whole album as a whole so i think it's just risky i'm just gonna put out singles that are good that are catchy that people like and then see where it goes from and there see right? where it goes huh yeah. so this is kind of a cliche question but uh what do you think inspires you to write songs where does that drive come from for you like what do you find yourself writing songs about so i write a lot of songs about personal experiences that i've had whether it's with family whether it's with relationships that I've been in, my relationship with God. I'm a spiritual person, so I believe in God. And so, and just trials. I've had a lot of trials in my life. Challenges. Challenges. And uh, I like to talk about it, but not in not in a way that, oh, this happened and then I felt so sad. And then I right. blah, blah, blah. Something like, really literal. Something, you, yeah. You almost, that. almost sometimes metaphoric or um, subliminally talk about things that I've been through and hope that people catch it. These two songs, Muse specifically, is about a past relationship. And no matter where we are, that's kind of, I describe that as your, just a radio hit. Could not relate to the lyrics in that song. Um, It's a catchy title. it, It is a catchy title, yeah. But something that I'm also very, I would say is one of my strengths is being able to write about situations that I haven't been in. I've been able to write also, and these songs haven't been put out, but I've been able to write about situations that other people are going through ah. as well, things that I haven't personally been through. Um, That's very Bruce Springsteen of it's, you. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, and I just think that it's important to be able to be aware of not just your own situation, but as well as, as the situation of others, and write about that. You know, I think a big thing that's missing in music right now is kind of the ability for artists to be able to write on a broad spectrum because one artist. Oh, that's my fridge. Oh, totally get it. It makes that noise like every 30 (laughs) minutes. Anyway, I was like, whoa, Um, I don't know where I was going with that one, actually. Um, So kind of on a side note, are you performing live much recently or what's your, your relation to that? Right now, I'm just creating. I need to get more into into live performances, which is going to start this summer. 
and pick up more hopefully in 2018. But right now I'm dedicating this year to writing. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to write in order to have things to perform. Yeah. So that's where I am right now, collaborating with people, writing. Maybe do a couple small shows here and there, um, but that's not where I'm generating my focus right now. 2018 will definitely be a, a year for, for performances. Hmm. Yeah. So I guess you haven't checked out uh, like open mics and that sort of stuff yet? I so haven't. Much. I have not yet. Would you recommend? Would you recommend doing that? There is a lot of good ones here. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, when you feel like you have songs that you want to get out there, there's definitely a, a bunch of places I could recommend. Yeah, absolutely. They're very welcoming. Seattle's a particularly supportive environment. I think, like at these open mics, people are generally going to listen and maybe give you some input, and they're uh, yeah, they're pretty engaged. It's awesome with different uh, developing artists here. Hmm. That is smart to have your your song's really honed in first, kind of carry that confidence to, to performing. Exactly. So in addition to music, I saw that you also uh, have uh, done some acting and some modeling. Yeah, so <laughs> I try not to limit myself to what I can do. Um, obviously, I was talking before about focusing on my strengths, and I've been able to dabble with acting and modeling just because doors have opened in that realm. A couple weeks ago, actually, well, first off, last year I did a commercial with uh, with Motorola, and then this year I did a commercial with Microsoft, which was really fun. Like that was, that was really fun. I had a, I had a great time doing those, and yeah, modeling as well. You know, I shouldn't limit myself to just music. Yeah, you know, there's different mediums of also that of. Uh, creative expression. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, exactly. There's different mediums of creative expression that just. Uh, that just allow you, that I think I'm 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 relatively good at, and so I'm just gonna try and dabble um, with those things. Acting has been has been going relatively well, even though I'm not putting you know all my eggs in that basket and kind of focusing on on music. Um, when I get an opportunity, I do kind of seize it. Yeah, that's been a lot of fun. The Microsoft commercial was a lot of fun. I had a great time. There were a lot of people involved, um, and that was actually shot here in in downtown Seattle. Hmm. Um, so that was very cool. Yeah, so what was your entry into that? Like, uh, how did those doors open to you? So I have a, basically, in this entertainment industry, it's really all about who you know. Mm -hmm. And I had actually known the casting director, and she emailed me and said, hey, there's a commercial shooting in Seattle. Like, you know, send me over your stuff, and I'd be happy to to kind of put you in uh, to the roster of talent that, that's auditioning. And I did, I sent in all my information and then I got an email two days after with a list of all the talent that, that had made the, 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 the cut pretty much. And my name was in there and I was freaking out. Like, <laughs> and if you want to see my reaction to that, you can actually go to my, my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash. Oh, you documented that, huh? I did document that slash Edgar Sandoval Jr. And I made a episode one of, of my documentary called Life is Edgar. And that was really cool. So Obviously, not focusing on acting is a full-time thing, but when there is an opportunity, I do like to, to kind of maximize. Yeah, if it comes your way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know. Probably you don't want to drop names, but I imagine you've met a uh, celebrity or two by this point. Yes. So, that I have, <laughs> and it's very cool. I mean, I'm kind of like a fanboy when it comes yeah. to celebrities. You know, I can't keep my cool. Um, yeah, I was going <laughs> to ask if you ever got starstruck. <laughs> I did get starstruck by, let me think, let me think, because I went to the VMAs in 2015. I'm trying to see who I, who I met there. Video Music Awards. That was really fun. And the Kids' Choice Awards as well. That was awesome. Mm. 
You didn't meet the Biebs, did you? I did not meet the Biebs. No, he was actually in and then out. He went in for his for his photo op at the Video Music Awards, and then he didn't walk the carpet or anything. So yeah. so there's no chance to bump into him. But then he left. Um, you know, Gina Rodriguez. She's an actress. Oh and, yeah, yeah, Jane the Virgin. Jane the Virgin. She is the most hilarious person you'll ever meet. She is so genuine. And I met her in New York actually at a at the Hispanic Scholarship Fund gala event that I that I was invited to and met her. She is so nice. Um, it's weird. People have this perception of celebrities as their character. Their character. Yeah, exactly. And you know, when I went to meet her, she was just the nicest person. My my dad had actually pointed he was there with me. He had actually pointed her out and I was like, "Wait, who who is she?" And he's like, "That's Gina Rodriguez." And I was like, "Oh, wait, no way." And and I was like, what, what is she on? Because <laughs> I had no idea like what she was on. Um, but people were freaking out. Like I was like, hey, can we get like a quick photo? Not really knowing that she was on Jane the Virgin. Hmm. I, I don't watch much television. Okay. Um, especially being a college student, I got way too much homework. Okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> honestly, I have so much going on. But took a photo with her and then I posted it and people just started freaking out. <laughs> and people were like, dude, like what? You got to meet Gina? I was like, yeah. Like I did. You just kind of fell into that. I, I honestly did. <laughs> I thought that was super cool. But who else? I mean... I didn't get to meet these people, but I've worked in the past with producers that have worked with Big Sean, mm. you know, Cody Simpson, Ariana Grande. Yeah. So that's that's been really cool. But uh, but yeah, hopefully soon, uh, hopefully soon, I'll get to go back to to an event like that and be able to to connect with more people. Because honestly, networking is everything in this mm-hmm. in this industry. What is it about um, like acting in particular? How did you get into that? When like, I, uh, what, you were kind of passionate about that, in addition to music. Yeah, I started a a YouTube channel when I was in high school with my friend called Grant, and we just made skits, and we called it Grant and Edgar. I'm sure you can find them on YouTube. I look very young. It's like comedic but, skits. Yeah, and um, people had picked up on it. There was a there's a television channel or a YouTube channel called Awesomeness TV that had seen us and wanted wanted us to post, you know, our skits on their platform because they had a large following. They had a bunch of like. Nickelodeon and Disney stars kind of on their channel and and Vine and Instagram stars working with them. And, uh, you know, ultimately we decided to, to keep doing our own thing independently. But that's what initially got me got me interested in acting. And as well as Grant Shoup, he's, he's in Cincinnati right now. Um, and he's been kind of working on that as well. But we started off doing videos and that's what kind of kick-started my, my whole acting thing. I started to get more more involved and more interested uh, started looking for casting calls, commercials, you know, just kind of hustling it out and trying to find opportunity. And that's what really started it for me, just making funny videos with my friend, with one of my best friends. Nice. Yeah. Your ideal career in the future, how much of it would be singing and making music or acting or like what what would be your uh, your ideal position? You know, I don't necessarily have like a percentage on how much of each I'd want to do, but I definitely think that if I'm able to do something that I love, of course, everyone has this, has this, you know, dream of being able to do what they love and, and make a living out of it. Mm -hmm. But I think number one, if you just trust the process and work hard, you can make anything happen. And so that's where I am right now. I'm young. I'm only 21. And I think, you know, ideally, obviously I'd love to be, you know, performing at, at arenas and you know, selling out shows and collaborating with top names. But honestly, right now, I even love where I am right now because, you know, it's where I'm supposed to be. And so I don't want to be anywhere where I'm not supposed to be. Obviously, I don't don't want to be 
up in the club popping bottles with rappers or things like that. Like that, that's not me. That's not, you know, the ideal lifestyle for me. I just want to do my best with what God has given me and be able to put my work out there and just put my best foot forward with what I believe I'm talented at. And so no matter what that may be, whether it's acting, modeling, music, things like that, if if I get joy from it, if I feel happy doing it, you know, then that's that's it for me. And I want to be able to also impact other people's lives as well. Like I want other people to look up to me. And <clears throat> when I was young, I was always kind of put in an area of influence, you know, doing music and growing my Instagram following. People were always kind of turning their head like, who's that guy? Like, who's Edgar? So I've always kind of had that sort of image where people just look up to me. And if I can use that to benefit other people's lives and and help someone through something uh, that they're going through or inspire someone to really pursue what they're passionate about 110%, then that's it for me. Whether it reaches four people or four million people, like that's it. That's the best feeling in the entire world. You just want to do what you love to do. Exactly. So uh, lastly, do you have any advice to other people around your age who are still establishing themselves in these rather competitive creative fields? Obviously, you have a very good work ethic. I would say don't get impatient. Number one, that's something that I've struggled with a lot. Don't get impatient. Number two, trust the process. I said that before, but what you're going through now is ultimately going to get you to where you need to be if you trust the process, as well as work hard. And you're going to have people that don't agree with what you're doing, whether it's your mom or your dad or your brothers and sisters or your grandma or your family members. Family members are the worst because if they kind of go against the current that you're on, that impacts you the most mentally. So you really have to stay mentally strong against uh, criticism, especially negative criticism from family members, things like that, friends, close friends, families, even teachers. You know, I've, I've had you a, get that? Yeah. Uh. You, you know, I, I've had teachers here at my school as well kind of say, Edgar, you need, to, you need to relax and enjoy college. And I'm just like, I get it. Okay, I'll enjoy college, but for how long? Like, I don't want to waste my time at 21 years old. Yeah, college is like, it's not the real world. It's not. It's like a four-year bubble. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I'm I not trying. To I be wouldn't in a feel bubble. obligated to enjoy college. I didn't really care for my college. Experience. I mean, I'm not trying to stay in a bubble, especially in yeah. the small school that I go to. It is a bubble, and so I'm trying to break out of that at the same time and like be able it's to smart to be as enterprising as you can while you're even still exactly. there. You know? Exactly. And if you start young, like let's say if you're 17 right now listening to this, or even 32 right now, that's still young. Like, that's still young. One person I really look up to right now, he's an entrepreneur. His name's Gary Vaynerchuk. Not sure if you've heard of him, but he's... Oh, yeah. He's been on some podcasts. He has. He has. He's massive. He is massive. And, uh, you know, just his work ethic has really inspired me. And so I would just say stay patient, trust the process, work hard. Don't let people's comments really get to you and uh, stay mentally strong because those are, uh, you know, if you have those factors intact, then you will succeed. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. That was Edgar, everybody. Very diligent guy. Very insightful. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. So as far as talking about the passion goes, we're down to the last few days of eligibility to get on the new and noteworthy section of music podcasts on iTunes. It's a distinction that really helps a podcast break out and find new fans. I'd love to have these artists that I feature continue to get exposed to a larger audience. If you, the listener, have been enjoying talking about the passion and have been considering rating and writing a review for the podcast on iTunes, now's the time. 
And if you haven't already subscribed on iTunes, definitely do that first. If anyone has suggestions, questions, or comments for me about the podcast, you can email thomas at tatppodcast at gmail.com. I'm still very much open to ideas regarding catchphrases for the show, unless you don't think I need them. Also, the theme song for talking about the passion is the Niagara Moon song Pantheon Bar off my recent album Eating Peaches. So now, we have one more single from Edgar. This is called No Matter Where We Are. Wishing you the best You got me hooked on who you are Now we're growing up